Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat Beat Writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's going on? David, can this be the uh, the Heat Can't Have Nice Things uh, version of the podcast? I mean, it, yeah, it just feels like every time there's some momentum being built by this team, they just step back. Yeah, that that definitely has been kind of the theme of uh, of the season. And here to break it all down with us this week, we've got Tim Reynolds back on the show from the Associated Press. Tim, what's going on? My ninety day suspension from the show is over. <laughs> I'm very happy to be back. I'm very. I feel. I feel like. I feel Looking like a new man. Skype history. It's the first time you've been on. I think since Anthony said since January 13th. So uh, it's been more than 90 days. A couple of 90 days suspensions. Well, I mean, it was. I, I think there was the, the filing, and then you actually have to go. You, you right, have to get you, 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 you get you get you get you get your rights back. Um. Yeah. It's. I. You know. Listen. There was such hope the last time I was on, and then the season happened, and here we are. Tim, the last time we talked, we didn't even know that the Panthers were uh, were going to be this juggernaut. Oh, my God. I am so excited for the Panthers minute. We just pick up the Panthers half hour. I can't wait for this. Tim and, I, Tim and I considered, you know, him just coming on for the Panthers minute. Like, that's it. Like, just bringing him on for the final few minutes of the show to talk about the Panthers. No, I'm glad we've got Tim on because, Anthony, I feel like we talk about the same things every yeah. week because, as we have noted, the season and just the way our podcast schedule seems to have worked is like every, you know, the, like you said, there's there's momentum for a couple days. And, you know, I think in this case it was really a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, like, something really, you know, a really ugly loss happens. Um, and that happened last night uh, against – the Mavericks, honestly, some of this, like, this, the NBA is so weird right now. We could probably talk about this as we get going. But, like, it seems like everyone, unless you're, like, the Suns or the Jazz, like, the teams that have just kind of been, like, the top two in the league all year long, every team kind of gets blown out once every two weeks. And I think people are having, like, trouble adjusting to that. But, uh, yeah, last night was, um, I don't know. I, I'm. It seems like there's a lot of panic over it. Right, because there's panic over every loss on on Heat Twitter. Um, but to me, that it was really ugly. Obviously, they got blown out. Um, but I have a hard time right now taking away anything, any game that that doesn't involve Jimmy Butler because he's so clearly like this entire team right now. And obviously, that's not a great sign for uh, the Heat's like long term big picture goals once we get to the postseason. But like, I don't know. Like if, if Jimmy plays last night. They might win that game. You know, he is the difference between – I don't even know how much they end up losing by, but he is the difference between, like, blowout losses and, and close games right now. That he, he does so much for this team. Um, but as you noted, Anthony, uh, why can't the Heat have nice things? Um, that That is how it feels. It's, like, kind of one of those seasons from hell. Yeah, I mean, that's been – that's been a theme of the season. Uh, it's been so up and down, so inconsistent. This team has been in search of consistency for the entire season. And, yeah, I agree with you, David. Like, you know, when you just look at yesterday's game against the Mavericks, like, without Jimmy, it's hard to expect the Heat to beat a Dallas team with Luka healthy. And, you know, Dallas is also fighting for playoff positioning. Yeah. They're trying to avoid the playing as well. So they're playing for uh, something important as well. So, 
you know that that that's a tough spot for the Heat, you know, to to be missing Jimmy. Um, but look, big picture, the Heat have been playing better lately. Um, they have been quote unquote trending in the right direction over the past few weeks. They've won seven out of ten. Um, but again, without Jimmy, they're six and twelve this season. Like they're just not a good team without Jimmy. And they played a quality opponent last last night. Um, they had the best player on the court. I mean, I think that was pretty clear. Like Luca was Luca or Tim Hardaway Jr. I guess last night. One <laughs> of the best players in the court, so it's tough. Um, but you know, every game, you know, to to go to your, to go back to your comment about Heat Twitter and them panicking about this loss. You know, while we didn't learn much from that game, it it, is, it was important because yeah. you know there's six games left in the season. The Heat now really they're going to face an uphill battle to avoid the play-in. I think just because those no two games in Boston are tough. Yeah. Games, yeah. Those two games in Boston, they almost have to get both of them to avoid the play-in, I think, just because if Boston win, wins one, they, Boston has a tiebreaker. Um, so that, that's what really makes it tough um, for Miami. Tim, what? Uh, we haven't talked to you during this entire uh, bizarre season, basically. Um, what is your kind of big takeaway from, like, the way this season has gone, um, the – up and down nature of it, the you know that like I said, it seems like a lot of teams are kind of going through it. But the Heat, obviously, it's it's just been one of those cursed seasons. It feels like from the start is is that just the way that you know you follow the national landscape probably a little bit closer than the rest of us. Is that just the way this season is is going for for a lot of teams? You know, it seems like obviously you know the Lakers, obviously the other team that that were in the finals have. They're fighting to stay out of the play-in, too. Uh, so the Heat are not alone in this uh, strange roller coaster season. No, they're, they're definitely not alone. Um, but it, it's oh, first off, the, the, you guys were talking about the, the podcast schedule. You, you usually record these on Wednesdays. Yeah. The Heat are 2-7 and seven on Tuesdays. Like, <laughs> is, is, that just, is that just perfect or, or what? Um. I, 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 listen, I know there's a narrative. God, I hate that word. There's a narrative out there that says short off season. 71 days between the finals and the start of camp. I, I get all that. Whatever it was, I, I get all that. I, I, I don't buy any of it. I, I really don't. Because you can talk about the short off season, and, and some teams do quite a bit. Um, to their credit, Miami has not pointed no, to that really as any excuse, yeah, at all. But you, you talk about from the national perspective, the short off season has just been—it's been awful. It's been terrible. It's been this, that, and the other thing. Well, for one, it wasn't a short off season for for most teams. Everybody got four and a half months off from middle of March to the end of July. Everybody got that last year. Um, some teams got like ten months off because they didn't go the bubble at all. Some teams weren't in the bubble for very long. Like, the four teams who should be crying about it are Boston, Denver, the Lakers, and the Heat. Um, Boston's problems are not related to a shorter offseason. Denver's problems are non-existent. The Lakers' problems are they don't have Rondo. They didn't have LeBron for a third of the year. Anthony Davis hasn't looked like Anthony Davis. He, he, he you know, he's been gone a lot of the year. They lost some of their edge, and then which leaves us with the Heat, who – 
largely bring back the same group minus Solomon Hill, who we can all agree that they've that that they've missed, you know, without question that they've missed that that toughness that that he that he had, and Jay Crowder, who was of course the epitome of heat culture, and that was the mistake to to let him get away, but you understand why they did it, um, and it's worked out well for him in Phoenix, like. It, the, the narrative doesn't hold up. The, the, the Heat are in this position because they've been wildly inconsistent. And, you know, you go back to January when they had seven guys and the, the league made them play those games in Philadelphia, which had that, had that quote unquote, you know, had that breakout, whatever we call it, you know, outbreak that wasn't really an outbreak uh, because only like a couple guys on the team had COVID. Um, had it been a week later, the way the NBA was going, those games in Philly wouldn't have been played. Um, they lose the Boston game where, by lose, I mean they don't play the Boston game, where Boston would have had like seven guys. The league doesn't make Boston play that game. They make Miami play the two games in Philly. Yeah, that, that stretch is going to be, that's going to be one of the reasons why they end up in the play-in, pretty much, is going to be that stretch in the second week of January. I, I don't, it, it is positively bizarre to be, have six games left in the season. And to have literally no idea if this team can be any good or not. Yeah. And, and I don't think we have any idea. They could go to the play-in, beat Charlotte in the seven-eight game, and then beat Brooklyn in in round one. No question in my mind, it could happen that way. Or they could somehow get hot. Atlanta could lose games. Atlanta does have to play Washington twice, and Washington's playing as well as anybody in the mm-hmm. East right now, and they're a matchup nightmare for Atlanta. They have to st- so th- there's a chance that Miami could still get into the four or five and lose to the Knicks, and that would be the worst imaginable fate. By the way, so none of us know anything with this group. Last night only showed it again. Like they were eight for nine for three after the first quarter. You know, Trevor Ariza was playing like you know MVP Threza or whatever the new hashtag will be for him, and they were only up nine. And so yeah. like you knew like it was fool's gold. Like they should have been up twenty five. They were up nine. Um, yeah. and it was just a matter of time before Dallas started making shots. And then Timmy Jr. happened and that was really cool to see because it's Timmy Jr. and really bad to see because he doesn't play for the Heat if you're a Heat fan, blah, 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 blah. I, I, I'm, I'm with, I, I, I mean, Anthony and I have the same conversation every night at games, David. It's the same conversation. We have absolutely no idea about this team because nobody does. And the worst part is I'm convinced they don't have any idea themselves. Yeah, that's sort of the central dilemma is if you throw out those 12 games they played without Jimmy, like they probably are in the, you know, the four seed basically. Oh, right there's now. no, they're a top four. When they're right, they're a top four seed, except but it, like nobody's saying, been right. And yeah, like, but like you're saying, it, even since they've gotten Jimmy back, you know, they've been better obviously than they were in that stretch. But like you said, they still are, have been insanely up and down and. You know, it's not like you just throw those out and you're like, all right, this is what the Heat is. Even when you throw those game out, games out, you don't know what the Heat looks like. Like, even when Jimmy's out there, they've, they've had some really ugly stretches this season. Um, and I think you can kind of look at the last two weeks or whatever, you know, where they hit five games above 500 for the first time all year um, and say, you know, that's a, a team that, you know, if they play like they did in that, that, that stretch basically from – when did Jimmy get back? He missed the Brooklyn game. Was he back for I guess that Spur the first Spurs game they played? Like that stretch where they went five and two or whatever it was, like that was a, a good team and that's a team that's probably not gonna lose in the play in. 
But, um, you know, then if you look at and you pick out any random six-game sampling, um, there's a team that, like you said, could make a run in the playoffs and get to the East semifinals or maybe further. Um, or there's a team that could uh, lose back-to-back games in the third week of May and the season's over. I, I really believe that, like you guys are saying, when, when Jimmy's healthy and this team is healthy, you know, minus I know we can't really bank on Victor Oladipo at this point because, you know, there's no signs of him coming back anytime soon. Um, but when the rest of the team is healthy, I think this is the fourth best team in the East. I really do. Uh, despite the inconsistency, and, and there's been a lot of it, but when Jimmy's been playing, they're 29 and 19. And there have been some bad losses in there. The Minnesota loss comes comes to mind. Um, and there's, I'm sure there's a few other ones that I'm missing, but they are, they are the fourth best team in these. I think they're better than the Knicks. I think they're better than the Hawks. Um, but they just have not been able to get healthy consistently. And that's been the issue. I mean, that's, that's really been the issue, I think, to me. And, and there's no way to know how much the short offseason had to do with that. There isn't. Like the, the Lakers, there's no way to know if. Yeah. LeBron and Anthony Davis would have got would have had those injuries if they would have had a full offseason. We we don't know, but um, th- that's the case right now. Like you know, COVID was to blame for some of the Heat's absences earlier in the year, but there's also been a lot of nagging injuries that have kept players out. Um, so you know, whether it's tendonitis for Bam, whether it's sprained ankle for Jimmy, you know, the back and the knee for Goron, the hip for Andre. Um, there's just been a lot of little lingering issues that have really um, forced Spo to change the rotation from game to game because different guys are out. And now Tyler Hero with the foot, who he's missed, I think, six games in a row. So it's just a lot of, you know, when one guy comes back, it seems like another guy goes out. And that's been the story of the season. I mean, here's, got- my, here's my question then. You know, Jimmy missed last night's game because of an illness. It's not like he has an injury. Like, doesn't that mean that if, if we all are – if we're in agreement that this team is a, a top four seed with Jimmy, there's no reason right now to th- – I mean, obviously an injury can happen at any minute, but there's no reason to think right now that Jimmy's not going to be healthy come playoff time. No, I mean, I, I think Jimmy plays Friday. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I think. Like, but like- a one-game thing. But it's just it, well, you would hope you would hope that the flu for a you know a guy in incredible shape, you would hope that doesn't knock him yeah, out yeah. three days. And and but it's you know when's the last time we heard of anybody getting the flu? I mean, we're, everybody's wearing masks. Everybody, I mean, the flu hasn't really been a thing this year. I I did not get my annual flu this year for the first time I believe in forty seven years because we're all wearing masks. Um, I I don't. There's thing. There's so many things to love about. That's too strong a word. It, it's one one of my favorite storylines that we're going to totally forget from this year was Duncan Robinson trying to play when he's throwing up in the locker room pregame. He's trying to when he tried to play a couple games ago, and then Spo bailed on him at halftime or the third quarter because he couldn't mm-hmm. go anymore. He tried. You know, he tried. He was one for seven from three, whatever it was, but but at least he was out there trying. You know, I, I, I'm people have told me I'm wrong, but remember when Bam turned the ball over every time, every time he touched it the first few weeks of the season? I am convinced something was wrong with one of his hands. I'm convinced of it. I'm convinced he was playing through something. People well, told me I'm wrong. You know, not not to interrupt you, Tim, but but did he, Bam? You've noticed that he's wearing a tape on his, I think, right hand. 
he's wearing tape on everything. I mean, that's the point of the season. Also, can they try to keep him upright, please? If the, you, know what, you know what? The only thing I would change from Eric Spolstra, stop throwing BAM lobs. Because every time he throws a lob, he ends up on his back, and that's $163 million falling to the court like 20 times a game. Stop throwing him lobs. But there's something, there was something going on early in the season with him. There are certain guys that are playing through a lot of things. Jimmy never complained about COVID, at least not to us. You know, he never complained about it. And when and and since he, you know when he's right, he has looked like Jimmy Butler. You know, for him to be, for him to not play last night, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Heat's word for it that he was that something was you know whatever he caught, it, it must have done a number on him. You know, granted, cause I don't think he would have tapped out of that game. Yeah, that's true. I think and the other guys know and, what. What a slim margin for error there. Right, exactly. When, it's not like teams are incredibly forthcoming with the injury report. Like the Oladipo thing is a mystery, and all the rumors that are out there, it's just kind of silly because you can find a rumor now for anything. He's coming back. He's not coming back. It's short of amputation now. Every rumor has been covered somewhere on Twitter about Victor, which is really kind of embarrassing because nobody knows. Um, the Tyler Hero sore foot thing, though, just befuddles me. It just does. Like, this is supposed to be winning time. This is money time. You know, if I, I – they need him. They, if nothing else, they just need the option. Like, is has there been any sign – I mean, Anthony can read the body language and the tea leaves as well as I can, if not better. I don't know if Tyler Hero is coming back. Now, watch him play Friday. But, like – there's been no indicator that like he's on the verge of getting back out there. Like they need him because when he's been good this year, it's been, they've been so much better. Like when, when they're not whole and they're not complete, they're this, they're ordinary, they're average when they're, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm just, Anthony, do you, I, I yeah. would you I guess mean, if, would you guess Tyler comes back? I mean, I would assume, but we don't know. Yeah. And that's just it, – it's madness that, again, here – like I was saying earlier, six games left. Nobody knows what this team is because nobody knows what they're going to have. One of the many reasons for that is you don't know what you're going to have on a nightly basis. Yeah. All we know about Tyler is we asked Spo last week if he had an MRI on the foot and if there's any structural, any structural damage to the foot, and he said no. He said the MRI has been done. There's no structural damage. So, you know – but in uh, fairness, but, a foot, a, a, that could mean... It could it mean means one of the, fascia. Right, exactly. Could, None yeah, of the 37 fascia, bones yeah. of the foot are fine. Right, right. But, you know, who knows who what knows. else is going on there. Right. We, don't, yeah, and, we don't know. But there, but you're right, to, to your point. Like, there's been no indication of he's on the verge of returning. And Tyler's important. You know, I know he's had his struggles this season. I know he's been up and down. But in a game like against Dallas, when Jimmy's out, I mean, some of Tyler's best performances have been with Jimmy out. Because he's the number one scoring option with Jimmy out, he's he's a natural scorer. So they really could have used him against the Mavericks. Um, and and that's the thing. I think people obviously we know they're missing Jimmy last night, but they're also missing Tyler, who he he's one of their guys who can create offense, you know, on his own consistently. And without those two, it's tough for the Heat's offense to really keep up with an offense like Dallas led by Luca. One other thing I wanted to add about the injury stuff. Because it's pretty clear. I mean, Andre Iguodala has been on the injury report like every game, and there are nights when he plays great, and some nights when he just doesn't just doesn't look like he's got that pep. 
and and last night was one of those nights. For that guy, you know, whatever he is, 206 years old, I like to say, whatever he is, I mean, the fact that he is still out there trying, don't overlook that because I don't know how much longer we're going to have Andre Iguodala to watch in this league. So it's pretty cool that a guy that's done all that he's done, been to the finals as many times as he's been to the finals, won as many rings as he has at this point in the game is still pretty clearly playing through something and is trying to help this team get to wherever it is it thinks it's going to get to. Um, for as much as we can get lost in the, this guy's out, this guy's sick, this guy isn't right, appreciate Iguodala, man, because I, I just think that's, it's an undertold story, I think, by all of us this year, me included. I should have probably written more on it because it's just, you know, what does this guy have left to prove? Absolutely nothing. And there are nights when he has just been a savior for this team. And when you look at the when you look at the injury report and he's on it every day, that just tells you this guy's spending spending probably more time on the training table than he is at his house. So let's not lose sight of all the things that are bad. There are still some guys really, really trying to get this team over whatever hump is left to get over. Goran included. He's another Goran, one. Goran, yeah. absolutely. Goran, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of what the thing, right, is I think coming into this year, we were all like, you know, one of the things, one of the reasons I think, you know, one, obviously one of the big reasons this team played better in the postseason than they did in the regular season is because, like, you unleash Goran in the playoffs after you kind of manage him throughout the regular season. And I think, you know, we were kind of expecting that he would cruise to, like, a top four, top five seed or whatever again this year. Um, and you'd be able to kind of manage guys like uh, Iguodala and, and Dragic to get to the playoffs. But right now, with six games left, and you know, you got to go four and two or whatever to stay out of the play. And um, you know, those guys have to play like really big, meaningful minutes when this is kind of the time of year where you love to like get them rested and geared up for the playoffs. And it makes you wonder if there's that extra gear for the postseason in the same way that there was last year. I think. And I don't know if there is because yeah. of the simple fact that not not knocking this team compared to last year, because last year's team was the East Conference champions. I mean, this year's team is going to be knocked compared to them unless they find yeah. a way to make three miracles happen in the playoffs. I, 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 a, another thing that I think we lose sight of when talking about not just the Heat this year, but a lot of teams this year, you can't practice. You can't be around each other very much. I mean, we've always said the bubble was made for the heat because, you know, it was, it was tough. It was tough physically. It was tough. It was incredibly tough mentally. The heater built for this, right? The culture, hashtag culture. That's what we, you know, it was, it is what it is. The fact that this team hasn't been able to be around each other in those ways. So many of the times on the road, you can't go out for dinners together. There's no camaraderie there. I, 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 you know, people will say, how does that help you put a leather ball through an iron hoop? I don't know, but it just does. Yeah, Anthony and I talked about this last week. You know, we were in the locker room a lot last year, and that team, like, legitimately had special chemistry. Yes, it absolutely We have no idea what it looks like. Like, we just don't know what it looks like. That was what we talked about last week. Like, you know, with with Tyler going through whatever he's going through this year, both whatever his injury is and, like, just his ongoing struggles, like, he was, like, you know, the favorite little brother last year for, like, Jimmy and Bam. And uh, I just don't know what that relationship, like, looks like right now. Um, I just don't don't think you're allowed to have them. Yeah, and it's not it's exactly. not, to use to use a spo term it's not an indictment of anybody. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know if those if those relationships 
exists. And and maybe some teams are wired that way. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think the Boston Celtics locker room is the happiest place on earth. I don't think it has been for a long time. Um, it, it, maybe that is one of the reasons why this the Celtics haven't been so great this year. Um, you know, Philly supposedly the 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 book on Philly forever was that Ben and Joel don't have great chemistry. Yeah. Well, that doesn't seem to bother them this year, has it? I mean. You know, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, this relationship can never be saved. They've got, like, the second-best record or the best record in the NBA or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the teams that never really had to rely on chemistry or maybe outwardly didn't make it seem like they relied on it, they're doing fine. And the yeah. teams that where chemistry is a big factor, you see them struggling. And Miami's, I think, falls into that group, which is just one of many reasons why they are where they are. Yeah, you, you de-vocalized that yesterday when we spoke with him, Tim, like, before the, before yep. – um, the Mavericks game, he, he said, like, one of the biggest challenges has been not being able to practice because this team likes to practice. They practice a lot more than most teams, and they also like being around each other, and they just haven't been able to have that same type of feel, you know, for for, for each other on the road or at home, like in the locker room. Like, guys are separated into two different locker rooms. It's just – it's totally different, and it's like the opposite pretty much of the bubble. Um, and I think another – difference between the bubble and, and this season is I remember speaking to Goran in the middle of his play, you know incredible playoff run last season and he said you know one of the reasons I'm playing so well and I'm so fresh is because we don't travel like there's no travel we're just playing a game we go up to our room we get treatment and that's it we don't have to get on a flight we don't have to get you know on a bus um there's no pa- like it's just it was easy on his body and I think that's something we kind of overlook, you know, with maybe some of the older guys, how much that helped them. And obviously that's not the case this year. I mean, the Heat have, I think the Heat closed the season with um, four road games, six games in, in 10 nights. So it's it's a totally different animal uh, this season. I think we're seeing that, you know, with guys like with Goran and, and Andre who are dealing with little injuries and, and they're having to sit out the second game of back-to-backs and, and just different stuff like that. And when you say treatment, what they were getting in the bubble, like – it wasn't just like they'd go to their room and they'd, you know, put on those those crazy Mr. Stay Puff moon boot looking leg sleeves for 20 minutes. Like they were getting treatment for hours. Yeah, like what hours <laughs> of it. Like it was go get shots up. We can go down to the gym whenever. I mean, there was ways to get shots. You know, there, there were courts all over the place in the bubble. There was nothing to do you know all the stories that were out there last last summer about you know this guy this guy caught a bass and this guy went golfing and this guy did this and you know who was it josh hart was like chugging wine out of the bottle on the golf course because he's learning how to play golf and he caught the golf bug and like, you didn't hear about any of that with the heat did you like the heat were pretty much all business and and they made it work and i did think that they they just really liked being around each other now, I also we talked about at the start. We talked about how this narrative of the short off season. You know, there is one element of it that I've kind of wondered about if it has hurt Miami, and that's these guys have been around each other a lot, a yeah. lot in the last two years. The off seasons are there for a reason. It lets the mind heal and the body heal, which is great. But sometimes people just need a break from one another. Like you guys needed a four month break from having me on the podcast. I totally understand that. I get I, it. I need a I need a break from David from this podcast. And we've been doing this for like a year straight already for a week. I, I can't stand David. We don't talk 
outside of the podcast. <laughs> well, that's because uh, that's because David's either doing Marlins or can't. David doesn't have time for you. You you are a one trick pony. David, however, covers literally everything except ponies. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> so, I I don't I the playoffs. Even if let's say they let's say they finish seventh. Let's say they they win the seven eight game. The fact they're going to have like three days off in Miami. And they'll practice two of those days, and maybe the league will allow the team to eat together at, at some point. And I do think that's probably coming sooner than later. Um, you know, I would imagine they're going to fall into the 85% threshold pretty soon. So I, you know, even that little, it, it could all change. It still can all be saved. Like there is a way that they can find that spark. And it's just going to take a spark, I think. And then I, I will say this, and I don't – not knowing the matchup, not knowing how the last six games are going to go, not knowing if they get in by the sixth seed or if they play their way in by the seven or eight seed, whatever it is, I will say this. If you tell me that any team, including Philly or Brooklyn, wants to see this group with that number 22 and that coach coming in the first round of the playoffs, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. This is the matchup nobody will want. Doesn't guarantee you anything, of course, another spoism. Doesn't guarantee you anything. Nobody wants to see this team coming at them. Because a team with new life in the playoffs, maybe that's just what Miami needs. And I think it would be a reason for teams to be like, well, this, if we could have, put it this way, if you could pick your opponent in the East, is anybody picking Miami? Is anybody picking Miami? No. They're not. Yes. Let's let's wrap this up with the BAM conversation. Because um, beyond, you know, when you talk about what has been frustrating about this season and confusing about this season, I, I think that's maybe the overarching theme, uh, as you noted, like, basically, I don't think any of us would be surprised if it turns around. And that's part of what's frustrating about this is you have no idea what you're getting from game to game, week to week, quarter to quarter. Um, Bam kind of sums that up, right? Because, and Anthony and I talked about this, a, lot, a lot about this last week, so Tim, I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on his season. But, you know, on every category, every, by every metric, he is much improved from last season when he was a most improved player candidate. Uh, but then also you look at a game like last night with no Jimmy, um, and, you know, he scores – how many points did he finish? Like, he's like two more points than Dwayne Dedman. Like, that's... 11 points. And it's it's been the thing that after every one of those games, and I actually didn't see the interviews last night, but I assume he said, i got to be more aggressive. That's been the theme for him every time one of these games happens. Um, but they're still happening, obviously. Uh, Tim, how do you feel about his season so far? And what does... what? What needs to flip for him to not kind of have performances? You know, if he is a max player, uh, second-best player on a championship contender, which he is, um, he's got to – he can't have games like that on a, you know, not a frequent basis, but, a you know, we've, we've had this conversation now a handful of times this year. So – I, I think he's a max player. He's obviously not your typical no, max player. No, but 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 so but nothing here is typical. I mean, nothing about this team is typical. I mean, right. 
it, it could be argued, and the Heat will argue it, and Udonis said it yesterday, and Spo has openly said it, that they think Bam is the defensive player of the year. Yeah. You could also argue he's the third best defensive player on this team. Like, you can make an argument for anything. By the way, and, and, and not to mention him again, but you know whose defense has been totally underrated on this team is Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala has been just lights out at times defensively for this team. But d- anyway, b- back to your point. I don't. I just think Bam has to just find a happy place, and and also like they, Bam gives the Heat an incredible luxury. Bam can grab a defensive rebound on one end, bring the ball up, cross somebody over, either get to the rim himself or you know run or just run, go just just right into the offense. They run so much offense through him. We we all know that. Um. When you want Bam to be point center or point four or whatever he is, you also can't tell him in the same possession, but be the man. Like, either you're going to run it through him or you're going to run it for him. Like, and, and this is, they make Bam wear so many hats because Bam allows them to. But, like, what is he? Those nights when he talks about, I got to be more aggressive, and Jimmy's like, he's got to be more aggressive, and this, that, and the other thing. That's great, but there are also times when he's not allowed to be more aggressive. Yeah, I guess that's, because, yeah, that's a good point. That's the challenge is when Jimmy's in there, he's playing one role. And it will come with time. It yeah, that's with the it. way I feel. He, know, he, knows what, he knows what he is, and the Heat know what he is. And he, I, I, you know, he will be the man. It's just there are times when for what the Heat want to do to work, when they run, the, when they run so much through him, you can't really be the man. Like, Chris Paul should be in the MVP conversation this year, and he will be top five on my ballot. But people will say, he only averaged 16 points. So what? Like, it doesn't mean anything. But he's found a way to be the man without being the scoring man. Bam needs to grow into that role. I think, listen, he's going to live up to the contract and then some, and then the second max contract is just going to be absurd, and he will get two. I mean, he should. So... I'm. I don't think. I, I just think it's just continued growth and also the continuity. Like Bam's role changes almost quarter to quarter. Not even night to night. It changes yeah. quarter to quarter. They need to figure out what it is. But it's a great problem to have that they don't fully know what to do with him at all times yet. Yeah, and, and I think that's a really good point, Tim. About just scoring is not everything. You know, like I think Bam. I think we can all agree Bam's not a natural scorer. You know, he's just not. Like, he came into this league as an energy guy. He never even thought he'd be in this role. Like, that that wasn't his the scouting report on him. And he said it. I think he said it after the Brooklyn game, after he made the game winner. He said, I'm, this is not, like, I'm not a natural scorer, so it's kind of a challenge and an adjustment for me to play this role. Um, and some some max players aren't natural facilitators. They're not natural defenders. Like, just because he's not a natural scorer doesn't mean, oh, he didn't deserve a max contract. He is one of the best passers at his position. He's a very good rebounder. He's one of the best, you know, maybe the best uh, defensive players at his position. Um, He does so many things well that I just think we focus so much on scoring. And, yes, it is important for him. And he's improved so much. I mean, just two years ago, he was averaging eight points a game. Yeah. I, I think we lose sight of that, too. Like, just how much he's improved in two seasons. He's only 23 years old. Again, he didn't enter the league as a natural scorer, a guy who's going to score 30 a game. Bam is going to average 
you know, at his peak, he's going to average close to 25. I really do think so, just because of his free throws and his ability to draw fouls, his, you know, his outside shot is expanding. He's going to average around 23 to 25 points a game, like at his peak. I really do think that. But, I mean, he's not a finished product yet. I think we're, we fans want him to be the finished product, but he's just not that yet. And that doesn't mean that didn't deserve the max contract because, like Tim said, he, he – he will be worth every penny of that contract, oh, I think, right. just because of his ability to do so many di- yeah. different things. And anyone who says he's not a max player, like, that's not even a discussion worth having. He's obviously worth a max player. Like, I, I don't even, like, that's not even the point I'm, I am. I've seen it on you know, Twitter a lot. Which is I know, but it's at. just nonsense. Yeah. Like, do people realize who get max contracts in the NBA? Like, everyone gets a max contract if you're at a certain level, and he is I, way above that level. Hang um, on. Let's, uh, let's hang, on, hang on a second. got to jump in on the contract here for a second. Like, People will say that Hassan getting $98 million for four years was the worst con- one of the worst contracts Miami's ever given out. It absolutely was not. It was not. Like, that's what the market bore for yeah. Hassan at that time. Like, and he was a $24 million center then. He was. I'm sorry. I know Heat fans don't like him because he was attitudinal and all that. He was. Bam is a max guy. To Anthony, yeah, let, I don't let, even let, think let, that let, necessarily worth having. It's, it's, it's not, so well, let me, to me, let me, let me throw this one line in on, Anth- on Anthony's okay, point. On Anthony's yeah. point, he yeah, was 23 and he's not done yet. Please consider this. Whatever Bam Adebayo is now, whatever his averages are, this is the worst he's ever going to be. I know. This is <laughs> it. Like, it only gets better from here. That's insane. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. Yeah, I, I think the thing with Bam is when the, he gave him this contract, but, you know, the plan was he was going to play with Jimmy. Like, he is the kind of, he's, he, he and Jimmy obviously, like, figured out a really good, uh, like, one, one, you know, it wasn't 1A, 1B, like some superstar pairings are. It was a 1, 2, really, on offense with those two guys, and, and they've really figured it out. And, um, you know, the next step for Bam, because at some point he's, you know, Jimmy's obviously quite a few years older than him, at some point, Bam is going to be the man. And he's, you know, he's got time to figure it out. It wasn't supposed to happen this year, um, as it has frequently because Jimmy has, has missed so much time with COVID and other stuff. Um, so I, I think, know, I think that one, not worth, not worth panicking, but it does affect oh. this season, obviously. Yeah. And I think that one 41 point game we had in Brooklyn in January, like that has, that was good for him, obviously, but it was also kind of not good because it's like now yeah. people want to see that all the time, like it's especially in, in the, the end of the the Celtics series where he took over. Um, yeah, you've two. seen it. Yeah, you've seen it. That's what frustrates people, and I get it. But um, at the same time, like those are luxuries at this point for him. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I yeah, I, I wanted to have this Bam conversation because I know I kind of knew where Tim stood on it, and I totally agree with him. It's just crazy talk to me, so I'm glad we had it. Another reason why you give Bam that contract, other than the fact that he deserves it, besides the biggest reason? Yeah, besides the fact that he's extremely good at basketball. Extremely extremely good at the playing of basketball, other than those you know, mild factors. Um, five more years of Bam, and there's no option. Like It's five years of Bam. Yeah, you think guys right? aren't going to want to right play there? Like, there's That's that. the point. Yeah. Do you think two years from now, some of those guys that signed contracts this summer that are going to be like, well, it didn't really work out in that place? Where can I go? Where can I go play with a 25-year-old guy who's just getting into his prime, who isn't going anywhere anytime soon? Huh, Miami. Huh, I could play with Bam. 
guys in this league, watch post game. I know the league put in this rule about no handshakes, no hugging, which they never really enforced, and now they've yeah. just completely relaxed it. Where do guys go after a game? Where do opposing guys go after a game? They want to talk to Bam. Everyone. Bam is like, it, it, it's it, he's a magnet. He's a ma- People love his personality. They love his game, obviously. He's so respected by his peers in the league. What he did at All-Star Weekend a year and a half ago, he opened a lot of eyes there. Yeah. Guys are going to want to play with Bam for a long time to come. So another reason, one of the many, many, many reasons why he gets that deal. Yeah, and having a guy on paper is like the best number two option in the league because ultimately that's probably what, just because the way he plays, he's probably never going to be, like like we said, the leading scorer, the dominant ball handler. Um, you know, and won't want to be. Yeah, and won't want to be, right? That's right. just not his, that's not the way, at least right now, he, it's not the way he's wired and that's the frustration I think people have uh, in games when Jimmy's not out there. Um, and even Jimmy obviously has sometimes. Um, you know, that's pretty attractive to, uh, like, superstars, is the idea that, oh, I get to go play with Bam, and, like, I'm still going to get to take my, like, we're not, you know, obviously, it's working right now in Brooklyn with a bunch of ball-dominant guys, but that typically, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of times in NBA history that doesn't work. Bam is a, a perfect complement to a guy like that, um, yes. and that's going to make it an attractive destination down the road. Um, but, again, this season, part of the reason the Heat is where they are is because Bam is that unique type of superstar who can't just take over a game in the same way that a lot of number two uh, score, you know, dom- ball dominant, uh, shot dominant, I guess I should say, number two options um, are. Tim, do you want to wrap up with uh, the Panthers minute? Is there a theme music? Do we have yeah, theme music for the Panthers minute? I should, we should put in like a Panther roaring sound, though. Maybe Roar. I'll... <laughs> what was that? That total that totally wasn't me. That was Anthony. I am so excited for the Panthers minute, David. This has all been a big warm up for the Panthers minute. All right, see you guys. Bye. <laughs> Stick around and learn something. Tim, do you wanna you wanna take the lead here? Usually I just like uh do stream of consciousness for like a, a minute about okay. my current thoughts on the state of the team and oh. I am Why? so excited for this. Whatever, I will... whatever kind of big story. Like I talked about Chris Drake, who was saved one last a uh, couple weeks ago. I think last week they clinched, maybe. So I, I talked about that and why it's a crazy story. Um, there's not really a big storyline like that this week because they're just gearing up for the playoffs. Maybe you can just talk about uh, them gearing up for the playoffs. Well, so it's incredibly crazy to me that they, you know, they will – Play two against the Lightning to finish, and then probably play seven, probably play seven against the Lightning to, before they get into the second round. Um, stream of consciousness thoughts: I don't believe Spencer Knight has played his last game this season. Um, I think Q is going to have to think long and hard about letting the kid. If they need him in the playoffs, you can't wait. Like I, I think the kid has shown that he's so ready for this. Um, it'll be a great, it, it's a great problem to have, and I wonder if it's going to raise Bob's game. I, I really do. Um, I think there's that element of it. Uh, I don't care what Connor McDavid has done. Bark, Barkoff has been the best player in hockey. 
judging awards in the NHL this year when you've only played seven other teams is really kind of crazy. I I think we're going to get out of the North Division and the Maple Leafs are going to like run through it and then they're going to like have to play the Caps or something and just get potentially like destroyed. Oh my God. Like it's not even going to be funny. Oh, so you mentioned the Caps. Can Uh, we talk about Tom Wilson for 30 seconds? My cousin. Not actually my cousin. He should be. He should be. It's, um, I love what the Rangers did yesterday. I love the tweet where they called for George Paris's recent, you know, to be removed from his job. Um, remember George Paris was, of course, when he was in Florida and not just in Florida, but other places, he was known for two things, that glorious mustache and that he preferred a violent gentleman brand of hockey. In fact, I think he tried to copyright that phrase or something once upon a time. Um, Tom Wilson thing is just such a bad look for the league. It's such a terrible, terrible look for the NHL. Um, I get why the Rangers are mad. I'm very happy that the Panthers won't have to deal with them. Back to the Panther minute. I, 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 I don't know why I am so excited about, about this. I'm excited about more fans going to BB&T. I am hoping that they wear their masks. That goes without saying. I think the atmosphere for those playoff games is going to be crazy. I, I genuinely think this team is good enough to win the cup. I, I just genuinely, I genuinely believe that. And if you told me that after the year Bob had last year, after Ekblad going down a couple months ago, um, after seeing it annually with Barkoff and Hubie and all of a sudden us saying, you know, they're still so young. When is it going to happen? And then you realize they're not so young anymore. Um, I mean, this is Hubie's ninth year. This is Hubie's ninth yeah. year. When did that happen? When did that happen? Barkov's um, you know, 25 now. He's coming off his un- best players under 25 list or whatever. Bark- Barkov only has 17 years left to play this <laughs> game. It's amazing. I Listen, I I am the national NBA writer for the Associated Press. I know what I am. Um, I'm covering the Marlins tonight. Uh, the Dolphins well, had a very nice draft. Uh, the Dolphins had a great draft, and I'm, you know, I'm, I've got an Olympics to get ready for in a couple of months. The thing I'm most excited about right now is the Florida Panthers. See, I just, you're um, a hockey. You, you gotta have. I mean, you're you're a Northeastern guy like me. Oh yeah, right? love you, it. Yeah, and grew up on it. I mean, growing up near Lake Placid, you have to. Um, yeah. I, you know, you know, the Wings were my team forever because you know we had the Adirondack Red Wings. Uh, you know, an hour from where I lived. Um. You know, I chipped a tooth on the Calder Cup. I, I love. I mean, it, there's nothing like playoff hockey. And you know what's funny is that there have been Jonathan Huberdeau has played in three playoff games uh-huh. at BB and T in his career. Three, like people down here, they talk about '96 because they they know they went to the Cup final in '96. Nope, I don't know anybody who went to those games. I'm sure there are still some, but you know, this generation. Long time ago, I yeah. went. This, I went to those games. Wow. You were, you were two. <laughs> you don't remember anything seven. about them. I remember you were throwing two. On, on the ice. Sorry, I'm going to get you, you just – this is going to plant so many seeds. In a deep – there is nothing like playoff hockey. And I – it's be terrible for deadline writers. It will be terrible for Mother Herald. I understand that. But I really want one game to go like five overtime so we can all understand the joy of what a goal is like at 106 a.m. Like I really want one of those games so badly. It's just a great opportunity right now for the Panthers. I'm so excited about this time of year, the job. 
that Bill Zito has done, the job Q has done. Q is the coach. If Q is not the coach of the year, stop yeah, they're giving gonna be out coach awards. and GM of the year probably. If, if 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 Q at minimum isn't coach of the year, don't just stop giving out awards. Just just and and just end it. Just be done. Be done with the awards because it's now just officially stupid. He's done an amazing job, and they're. I'm telling you, they're. And we get an in-state series more than likely. We get a Florida-Tampa yeah, series. How That is going to be insane, insane. It's going to be Burns versus Prime 112, and we all know Red is the superior steakhouse to both of them. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait, and I'm so happy to have finally been on the Panthers Minute. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. Why do, I uh, feel like, why do I feel like you guys are both faking it for the first 45 minutes of this podcast just to get to that? <laughs> because I quite frankly know a lot more about the Panthers these days. <laughs> I don't. That's the thing. I don't know. No, nobody yeah. knows anything about the Heat. We're, yeah. We don't know anything about this. The Heat don't know anything about the Heat. We know the Panthers are, very good. are really, really good. Yeah. How cool would it be? I, I'm putting out. I, I, I'm asking the 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 fine media relations staffs that we have in this town. If the Panthers win the cup, I need the Heat to send Larry. I need the Marlins to send whatever baseball's trophies called. And I need the Dolphins to send – whatever. It's the, the, the Bud Selig, whatever. It's stupid. Yeah. And Vince, the Dolphins have to send a Vince. Put those four trophies together for one picture. Just just the trophies together, just the four trophies hanging out. When Stanley met Larry, we could caption it. How cool – I want that so badly. I want that moment so bleeping badly. And this is – it's the first time since I've been down here 20 years. It's the first time that, you know, what was the Leslie Nielsen line of Naked Gun? All we want is clean streets, better schools, a good hockey team. You know, this is a good start. We have a good hockey team. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the first, you know, I don't know if they'll win it all this year, but they're in good shape too. Uh, you know, it's, oh, it's, they're it's, it's in such good shape going yeah, forward. Positive, positive vibes. Uh, Tim, uh, you can follow Tim on Twitter at by Tim Reynolds. Uh, you got anything to plug? You said it'll be at the Hall of Fame next week. I am going to the Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony next week, and then it's all playoffs all the time until July when we get to USA Basketball and the NBA Finals and then the Olympics. And then I'm... Are you going yeah. to Japan? I am going. Oh, awesome. We're going to have to get you on during that. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, Anthony, you got anything to plug? Just uh, documenting the twists and turns of the final okay. games of the heat season. It's going to be a wild one. Yes. Uh, why, so, why so negative? These aren't the <laughs> final games. they got 26 games left. They're going to final the final. regular season games. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Final regular season games. And then maybe the play-in in a couple of weeks, which that yeah. would be – that's going to be drama, right, Tim? I mean, play-in games? Like, we've listen, never been – we've never covered that before. Listen, I hope I, – I honestly hope that they – I'd like to see if, if they're gonna if they're gonna go through with these play-in games if they're gonna actually fall to that and whatever. I say let's fill the place or close to it. Let's get let, let's do an atmosphere at least. Let's do yeah, it. Man. Why we not? Got a lot of vaccinations out there now. We got vaccine. Show your card. Come on in. Yeah. Go crazy. Let's go. Keep your mask on. Mm-hmm. Don't be. Don't be. I actually. By the way, cautionary tale, I did see someone get ejected last night for not wearing their masks. Like, they do take it seriously. And good for the Heat for doing that, by the way. Good for the Heat for taking it seriously, but keep your mask on, people. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, at DBWilson2. I am mostly on Panthers these days uh, as we are getting ready for a a Stanley Cup run in a couple weeks. If you enjoyed the Panthers Minute, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. 
Uh, thanks, as always, for listening, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>